Well, hello, this is Kimberly Brock, and for over 20 years, I've been running my own businesses that have not only been profitable, but personally fulfilling to me. So now I'm on a mission to help other new business owners, just like you, make money doing what you love too. Now we're going to have some fun, so let's get started. Well, hello, this is Kimberly. I am so glad that you're here today because guess what I'm sharing with you today? It's called the Not Just Yet Strategy. Have you heard of it? You probably haven't because I just made it up today. I made it up. I was trying to come up with a name for this and I was like, oh, not just yet strategy. That's what this episode is about. I think it will be really useful for you and your business as you're getting going and growing and in your life too. This can be really helpful for you. So I'm so glad you're here. If you're new, welcome. I am so happy that you found this podcast because I have no doubt that it will help you along your business journey. If you're new, make sure, number one, you subscribe because you don't want to miss out on any future episodes. And you're probably asking, how do I subscribe? Well, if you're an Apple podcast or any other player, hit the follow button or subscribe button, whatever it says there. And then that way, each week, it will notify you when I drop a new episode because you don't want to miss out on any strategies or tips or insights that can help you build a business that you love, right? Okay, also make sure you scroll down below and get in my private Facebook group. Did you know I have this? It's called Women Starting Businesses, Doing What We Love. Scroll down, get in it, apply to get in and make sure you answer the three questions because many of you are not answering them and I have like 100 people waiting to get in the group because you haven't answered the question. So please do that. And then make sure too you get my free downloads because I've got like a 16-step checklist to help you as you start your business and some other goodies. So check those out if you're new. And if you've been listening, well, thank you so much to all my loyal listeners. I wanted to read a review today. I know y'all love this when I call out your name. So today I'm reading a review by Cookies by Kindle. Such a cute business name, by the way. Cookies by Kindle, and she said, this is just what I needed. I came across this podcast the other day, and I'm so thankful I did. I am off the cuff of jumping in big with my business, and I'm so thankful for the guidance that you are providing. You explain everything so well, and I will continue to listen from here on out. Thank you. Oh my goodness, Kindle, thank you so much for this review. It means so much to me that you took the time to write this, and I am so glad that it's helping you along your journey. And if you have been listening a while, and you've never rated this podcast, would you be so kind really quick? Scroll down, hit five stars. It takes less than a second. Hit five stars. It helps all the players push my podcast out to people who are starting businesses. And it also helps me if you leave a written review because then I know that it's valuable, just like this one by Kindle. So thank you again, Cookies by Kindle, for writing this awesome review. Okay, that's it. On to the episode. Well, hello, everyone. I'm so happy you're here. As you probably heard in the beginning, I made up this strategy name called the Not Just Yet Strategy. Now, I'll probably sleep on this tonight or tomorrow night or the next night and come up with something better. But today, this is the strategy and this is the name for it, the Not Just Yet Strategy. And you're probably asking, what am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about you as you start and grow your business and how you prevent yourself from doing 80 bazillion things as you're starting. I'm trying to prevent you from complicating this whole process. I'm trying to help you gain momentum so you can get this thing going because here's the deal. A lot of you 
have been dreaming of this. If you're like a lot of my clients, you're so excited, but you're scared as heck. Am I right? You are both of these things. You're excited. You're giddy. You are optimistic. I know you are because you wouldn't be here listening, but I know you're a little bit scared and I know you're a little bit worried that this isn't going to be perfect, that it's not going to come off the way you want it to come off, that everyone's not going to love it and all this stuff. Well, I want to tell you this. The biggest thing that is getting in your way right now is complicating the whole starting, building, and growing process. You're complicating it. You're doing this to yourself. That kind of hurts, doesn't it? But you're doing it to yourself. I see this all the time with clients that I'm coaching, people in the Facebook group, people in my Just Start Small group. They're so excited and they want to do everything right. And they want it to be, dare I say, perfect. And haven't we learned over all these podcast episodes that in order to gain momentum and move forward with your business, things are just not going to be perfect. And you, 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 you have to accept that today. This is not going to be perfect. It is not going to be the most amazing version of your business. And I'll tell you this, I don't know anyone who says, my business is perfect. Everything is running perfectly and it's perfect. I'm making the perfect amount of money. I feel perfect. My schedule is perfect. My image is perfect. My product is perfect. No one ever says that. And if you listen to my past episodes, I talk about how everything is an experiment. I'll put that link below because if you like this topic, why don't you listen to that one too? Know that every single thing you're doing right now is an experiment and a test, and that's the beauty of businesses these days, that we have the ability to pivot and adjust. In the old days, you had a physical store somehow, you weren't online, and it was harder. It was harder to pivot and adjust. You live at a time, this is amazing. Your business is able to adapt. It's so wonderful, but here's the deal. You get in your own way because you want everything now. Okay, and we're going to talk about the three things that I see that you need to say not just yet to. Okay, so here's a story. I was thinking about, I have a 12-year-old daughter and she's wanted a phone for years. She's wanted a cell phone. Okay, she's been really good about it. She hasn't been pestering me. Now, I have two older children who she has seen over the past however many years, all of her years of her life, having a phone. Okay, so my oldest daughter is nine years older than my youngest daughter. Okay, and I have a son who's six years older than my youngest daughter. So you get that. So when my little one, Ava, was born, I had a nine-year-old daughter and a six-year-old son. Okay, and soon after Ava, my little one, became maybe three, I think that's when I got Lexi, my oldest, a phone when she was 12. So basically, Ava has seen her older brother and sister have a phone their whole life, and she hasn't had one. Now, she's had access to my iPads and all that, you know, in the computer, but she's wanted her own phone. And I always had to say, when she asked for a phone, guess what I had to say? Not just yet. Not just yet. It's not time yet. And why do you think that I said that. We, we all know the answer to this, right? It's not great for kids to be on there. They have access to anything and there's so many awful things that they can have access to. Random people can contact them. They don't need, they don't really need internet access on their phone. Am I right? They just need to be able to call mom when they need to call mom to come pick her up and then maybe start corresponding with their friends, 
we've had a problem because she's in competitive dance and all her friends had phones and she would need to tell me something. She'd be, you know, in a costume change in a, you know, wardrobe area and I'm not there and she needed me to pick her up and she's always had to get somebody else's phone search, but she kept asking me, can I go ahead and get a phone? And I'm like, not just yet. And why is that? Because I knew number one, she wasn't ready for the phone. She's not old enough to have access to this. And number two, so that I could have time to figure out the best way to integrate her life with the phone, right? And all the parental controls I put on the phone so people can't contact her and stuff she can't get to on the internet and all that good stuff, right? We all have a strategy with our kids that we say not just yet, even at mealtime. When a kid wants a dessert before dinner, you say not just yet, let's eat our dinner and then you can have dessert, right? Think about all the instances in your life where you have said, not just yet or later, not now. You know, this is something you can do later. You're not quite ready. You can do this later, right? Think about it. Like, think about if a ninth grader said, I want to go to college right now, just forget high school. And you say, not just yet. You've got to go through high school. So you learn how to be self-disciplined so that you can build relationships with other kids so that you can have access to teachers and mentors who can help pour into you and make you who you are so that when you go to college, you're ready. You're ready to live on your sort of own, right? If you're if your parents are paying for your college, then you know, you're still under their umbrella. All that stuff. There's a million things. My son has wanted a motorcycle for years. He's 18. He's wanted a motorcycle since he got his driver's license. And I said, not just yet. We're, I'm not, I'm not getting you a motorcycle. I don't love motorcycles. I'm just going to be honest. I don't love them. They scare me to death. I don't want him to get killed. And he's uh, an adrenaline junkie. He's not like one of those crazy people that's trying to do flips on his motorcycle or anything like that. He just wants it kind of like he has a, we got him when he turned 16, a used Jeep. And he, he just loves cruising around the neighborhood with the with the tops off and just feeling the sunshine and listening to music. That's the really the big reason why he wants a motorcycle. But I was like, no, not just yet. So what happened when I told him, not just yet, okay? This is what happened. He decided that he was going to save up his money and buy his own motorcycle. And so as you all know, if you've been listening to this podcast well, he has his own power washing business and he saved up his money. And one day he said, I have found one. I found a used one. I'm going to go negotiate with the guy and I'm going to buy it. He's like, and I'm 18. And he put a big case together. And then here is what is hysterical. He came in with a whole like PowerPoint presentation slideshow. Maybe it was Google Slides. I don't know what it is with like eight of his friends. We had to airplay it through the Apple TV to our big TV in our living room. And they stood there with him like his, uh, what do you call it? Like his gang, like his little entourage, right? While he was giving this whole convincing presentation of why he should be able to buy his motorcycle and how safe he was going to be. And he was going to pay for the lessons to learn how to ride it and operate it appropriately. So he was going to pay for the big two-day course. He was going to pay for the registration. He's going to pay for the insurance. He's going to pay for the protective clothing and the helmet. We would not be paying a dime. And he put a whole case together and we sat there speechless going, I don't know what you say to this. I mean, the only thing you can say is okay, but please, Lord, take care of my child. You know, he, he bought a motorcycle. He has it. It's a little one. I don't know if y'all know anything about motorcycles, but some of the big ones are between like 600 and 1,000 cc. His is a little one. It's like these Honda Groms, but he didn't get a Honda Grom. He got a Kawasaki and it's like 125 cc. So this thing only goes 50 miles an hour, but he's not even going that fast. He's like around the neighborhoods and to school, which is not that far and all that. 
all this story to tell you that because I said not just yet, it stirred up something in him that built his character. It gave him drive. It gave him the forethought to think through all of this, why we we were scared, why we were concerned. He thought through all of it. He became a responsible human for those two years that we said not just yet. Think about the character that that built in him. If we had said yes, what might have happened? If I said, okay, you convinced me, I'll get you a motorcycle at 16. Could he have wrecked it? Maybe. Would he have still been responsible? I don't know. Maybe he would. Would he appreciate this motorcycle as much? I dare say not. He would not appreciate it because he just bought this motorcycle. In fact, he had to pay for a repair on it the other day. Okay, so my daughter, the 12-year-old with the phone, we just gave her her phone. She is so appreciative. I can't even tell you. She says, thank you so much. Now I can call you when I need you. I don't have to be embarrassed if I need to tell you something in secret on someone else's phone. She has realized by me saying not just yet what that did for her. She appreciates the phone. Now, I don't know what's about to happen with this phone. I'm heavily just monitoring what's coming into the phone. I'm so scared that stuff's going to pop up on the phone or random people are going to contact her, right? It's a scary thing. And this is even my third child. I'm still scared of what will happen, right? But this is my point for your business. All this to say, three things here I'm going to explain to you that I need to tell you not just yet. Not just yet. Here's the first one. All the bells and whistles that you want for this business. Not just yet. Not just yet. You want your website to be the most amazing. You want your logo to be the most grand. You want all the taglines. You want every way that this website appears or your Etsy store or your physical shop or your coffee cart, whatever it is. You want everything to be amazing. You want your labels on your candles to be amazing. You want your hang tags on your bags to be the highest quality. You want everything to be amazing. And I get it. But about 95% of the businesses that I work with don't need to be that amazing out of the gate. There are the 5% that are building a luxury brand that need to be amazing out of the gate. Most of you do not. Because what happens is it slows your process to making money. The whole idea of this is to be fulfilled, right? Do something you enjoy, to make a difference in this world in whatever way you do, and to make money. And you're slowing that process by trying to have every bell and whistle in everything you're doing. And you know that I'm talking to you. You know who you are out there who's like, but I need this to have this and this. Believe me, that does not matter for you making money. You need to start making money, okay? So number one, all those bells and whistles that you think you need, I'm going to tell you nicely, not just yet. When you make more money, when you make more profit, when you get feedback from your clients on what they really want and what they really value and what they really care about, then you can add those bells and whistles. So think about your business right now. What is it that you're trying to add 
that's really amazing and awesome and for sure useful, but that you don't need to have right now, that you need to make some more money first so that you can earn it, so that you can appreciate it, so that your customers will appreciate it. Not just yet to all the bells and whistles. The second one is all the variety of products and services that you want to offer. You want to offer every single thing. And I'm speaking from experience because I am a person that did this with my online store. I had every backpack, nap mat, necklace, earring, tote bag, cosmetic bag, diaper bag, sleeping bag, you name it, cooler bag, beach bag, scarf, everything that was monogrammed. And I couldn't stop because I was so excited and I genuinely loved it all. And it was all cute and it was all amazing. But I think looking back, I should have stayed with, and I did over time, I kept with what sold the most, but I had too much of everything that sold the most, right? I had too much variety. You don't need a million things when you start. If you're selling candles, pick a handful of scents, get them tested and smelled (laughs) and used by your ideal kind of person that would appreciate them and narrow them down. I would get down to the lowest that you feel comfortable with. I think if you go too much, you're risking too much in inventory. You're risking confusing your people by too much. Too many service offerings, too many everything. Keep it narrowed down. Like when I started this business, I could have started like 10 courses. And I almost did because I was like, oh, I can help people with their foundations. Oh, I can help people with their messaging. Oh, I can help people with their websites. Oh, wait, stop. It just got too crazy going to help people start their business and then I'll see where they need help the most. So I'm thinking about all you clients that I've worked with, that you're trying to add this and I want this course and I'm going to, oh, I'm going to have this service offering and I'm going to add it and then I'm going to have a bundle and then I'm going to add this. Stop. Stop. What do your people really want? They want help. What's the easiest way for them to get help or to get what you offer? You don't need a bazillion products and services. Keep it simple. This is slowing your progress. You're spending too much time worrying about what you need to create or what you need to buy or what you need to add instead of selling what you have in its simplest form to make money. Not just yet. This is your strategy. Not just yet. Wait. Wait till you get feedback from your people. Wait till you see what sells. Wait till you see is the best quality version of what you have. Then you can add. Does that make sense? Okay, so the first one was not just yet to all the bells and whistles, not just yet to a bazillion products and services. And here's the third one that I'm seeing in those of you that I coach. You want to do all the marketing methods. Do you know what I'm talking about? Are you one of these people? You want to have a blog? You want to have a podcast? You want to have a YouTube channel? You want to be on social all the time? You want to be live? Okay. I love you all. You need to chill. You need to chill. And I'm going to say, not just yet. Pick one or maybe two avenues that you can feel really good about showing up and sharing your business with the world. Stop thinking that right now you need to have all the marketing channels. Now, many of you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, that I put my business on display. I am here, no pressure, right? 
I am here as a case study of my own methods for starting and building a business, okay? Y'all all know I've had three other businesses that have done really well. This is my fourth, okay? And now I'm helping people like you start businesses, and I'm teaching you methods, but I'm also a student of myself. Does that make sense? And you get to watch me. So if I fail, I fail epically in front of all of you because I've put myself out there. See, you're lucky. You haven't put yourself out there saying I can help you do this and you're doing it. Does that make sense? But I love it. Why do I love this? Because I feel comfortable. I'm confident in what I'm doing. I have a plan. I know what I'm doing. I'm doing this on my own time, on my own speed, and I'm loving it. But what I'm not doing is taking on every marketing method that I want. Because here's what I want for my business. I'd love to have a YouTube channel. I think it'd be really cool, but I'm not really sure how to structure the content yet. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting on that. I would love to be a public speaker. I would love to show up at like women's meetings or stuff locally and have like this whole, you know, good, I don't want to say speech, but this whole conversation. I could be on stage. I would love that. Be so fun. Not just yet. Not just yet. I'd love, I think it'd be really cool to have a book. I've had people tell me this. I have several of you who've said, I think you should write a book. I would love to. Not just yet. Not just yet. I started with my podcast. And it took a few months because COVID hit a few months after I launched. But it's taken off ever since. It's been my best marketing method. I dabble in social media, but as you know, nothing against social media because it is amazing for so many of my clients. It's just not amazing for me. For whatever reason, I'm not that great at it. I love my Facebook group. These are my two methods, Facebook group and podcast. For me, that doesn't mean those are for you. I have clients who strictly do social media and they are killing it, killing it. They don't have a Facebook group. They don't have a podcast. They don't have a YouTube channel. Some of them are starting blogs, right? Because people, some people really love still getting emails and everything from people. You have to think about what's your method. Some people are local business owners and they do booths and they show up at all the local events. That's their marketing. Some are very social super social and are in all kinds of clubs and volunteer organizations and everything. And they can get the word out like that. That works. That, that's what it takes. That's all it takes. Stop complicating this and thinking that you have to do 80 million marketing methods because you don't. You don't. You start with the one or two that you feel really comfortable with. And then you wait. You wait and you see how that goes who your niche ends up narrowing down to or even broadening to, who responds to you, find out what their pain points are, what they love about what you offer and how you are as a person. And then you expand on that. You would be surprised. Your people will tell you what they think you're great at. And they'll tell you ideas and be like, oh, you should do this. You would be perfect based on your personality or your writing skills or your photography skills with social media. Not just yet. 
You can't do everything when you're starting. You're going to lose momentum. You have to be strong in that and say, what is, if there was only one way I could try to get the word out, what would it be right now? What am I so excited to do? And then maybe I could add a second way. Do that. Just like we do with our kids, with our self-discipline, with eating or anything, with buying big purchases, we tell ourselves not just yet. And I challenge you to do that now. Use it today if you go do something. But just as we tell ourselves that in our personal life, we have to do that as business owners. Not just yet. Your time will come. My daughter I would say not just yet, you're going to get a phone. My son, not just yet. He found a way when it was the appropriate time to get his motorcycle. So I didn't have to eventually get it. Hooray for me. That just saved me that money, right? And it built his character. What are you doing with your business right now that's complicating things, that's slowing it down, that's frustrating you, that's giving you angst? And I want you to know this. If you do feel stuck, I'm here. I offer one-on-one coaching. You can do a power hour with me, one or two hours. Know that I love to do that. I love to get you going and make you see the light that you can make this happen, right? We can do this. Also know that if you're just starting your business, I have a Just Start course that takes you through exactly what you need to do to get your business going and create solid foundations so you can move forward. And y'all know Grow Getters is about here. And it's my whole group program that's going to help you grow your new business and make money. Grow and make money. We've got to keep you on a plan. We've got to keep you moving and motivated and focused and accountable and not trying to do all these things. Because I'll tell you in there just what I'm telling you today. Not just yet. That is it. Y'all have an awesome, awesome week. I'm so excited about your business. I really am so excited. I'm so proud and in awe of all of you and all the progress in the Facebook group. Again, get in there if you're not. And again, my programs and everything are below. You can click the links. Make sure you get on the wait for the Grow Getters founding member program because the price will go up. It will never be this low ever again. So that's it. Y'all have a great day. Bye now. Now, this episode may be over, but our relationship does not have to end here. Head on over to KimberlyBrock.com. And yes, you can get more valuable information for your journey. And you know what? You don't need to go through this alone. I would love to help you. Thank you so much and have a great day. Bye.